What's up, hardos and hardos? Back at it again, episode 31. What are you shaking your head at, Spinny? I'm shaking your head, my head, at you not keeping the introduction ritual the same. Like, can you figure it out? Can you figure out how to host the show already and just keep wow, it the same I, every time? I what? just counted it down. I and then you were like, parties. you're like, oh, wait, this is episode 31. After you said three, two, one, then you hit it. Come on. This, this guy, Spinny, <laughs> always has something to complain about. I yeah, swear. I do. I love complaining about <laughs> things Bust does. And now that you've seen us argue for 30 seconds to begin the show, as always, we should introduce our guest. Spencer our guest. Landsteiner, our buddy. We call him Landy. Um, Landy, what do you got to say? What do you Introduce yourselves to the Hardies and Hardos. My name's Spencer, otherwise known as Landy. Uh, I was, form- <laughs> oh, geez, it's a voice track to start the show. Let's talk to you guys. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> I'm a former roommate of Fetty Cuck. And yes. I guess we could say Spinny was my roommate too, because he slept on the couch quite a bit at our apartment, you know, long nights after the bar. But, uh, what? Yeah. I did not. I didn't. I did no drinking. I never did any None. drinking. Just I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> no drinking. We don't, we don't drink alcohol. That's no, not we're it. sober, sober people. Well, let's start with our – we're going to stick strictly NFL. I think this might be how we're going to do it going forward. It just makes more sense to recap and preview NFL all at once and then and drop a separate episode for college football. So that's probably how we'll do it going forward. So expect the college football one later this week, obviously. Actually, no, we won't, but that's okay. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> to start the Sorry, recap – I just got to get in bus. The- just got to live rent-free and bust us out at the beginning of this show quick. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you ready? You should probably uh, read the uh, intro now, huh? Like, no, I'm just gonna say, like, let's go. Shake, shake my head because come on, that's all I like, can. Why do did you stop? Like, who? Would you, did somebody interrupt you? Or, Dolphins like, why, why and you... Bengals. We'll start with that game. Give it as the first game of the week, the Thursday night game. The Bengals won 27 to 15. The main storyline here, obviously, is is Tua. Uh, do you guys think that Mike McDaniel is telling the truth? By saying the Dolphins followed all the protocols heading into that game. Spinny, you want to go first on this? I mean, obviously not. I mean, the guy right. literally got the, the neuro consultant literally got fired. So, like, I don't. I a lot of people are playing what I like to call Monday morning quarterback with with this. Though I will admit, like, of course, after the fact, he gets a head injury. It all happens. Everybody's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. he shouldn't have played, blah, 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 which is fair. And I agree with that point. But at the same time, there is a culture in the NFL, especially among fans, like just get out there and play, you know, like you play hurt. That's kind of part of the part of how we view the job. So I think it's a little, a little hypocritical to be like, after the fact, be like, wow, he never should have been there, blah, 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 blah. Right. When, what the culture actually is really is try to get out there and play. And nobody pretty much said any of this before Thursday's game. So it was horrible. The NFL has a bad look, but I think most people are being a little bit of a hindsight, hindsight criticism when they're, when they're calling it out like that. Yeah. I'd say that Mike McDaniel, he seems like a very, I mean, he seems like a, he's like a joking guy, you know, like let's loose and whatnot. But I feel like first year head coach, he probably, took it seriously and I think he honestly to his knowledge believed all the tests were passed and whatnot so I don't know if it's really necessarily on him but it's definitely on the people that got fired or like neurosurgeon that got fired 
have they have they finished the investigation into that though? No, they no, want to wrap it up I, before tomorrow's game though, I heard. So that's why that's why I thought it was maybe a little premature because they didn't even finish the investigation and they already fired him. Yeah. So it if he did his, what they if said they he missed that, significant things during the oh, like he didn't so that's already the statement said. Okay. I, I mean that was like not confirmed by the NFL. But that was that right. was the the thoughts out preliminary he, report. Yeah, I mean it could have been a coincidence that he just had another head injury. After I mean it was five days after granted. Right, because that that's what I'm saying. Playing devil's advocate, just say he did actually follow all the protocols. It's not his fault necessarily for Tua to just go back in there and and happen to get another head injury. Like if he actually did his job, but if the preliminary report suggests that he missed a lot of things, yeah, that's not good because that. That looked really scary. I'm not going to lie. When Tua got back up and he just like fell back over and his fingers were all cringe. He was really throwing up gang signs, but he was like unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we see that in USC all the time when guys get knocked out and their body just goes stiff. And that was, yeah, that was kind of scary to see. So, how long do you guys think he's going to miss? Because right now there's no timetable for return. I don't, I don't pray mean, for injury. This- I don't pray for injury, but I'm hoping. A couple of weeks past the after he plays out. Open at Vikings. least past the Vikings game. Yeah. I don't know, man. Vikings' ability against backups in the Teddy Roger Teddy Bridgewater revenge game always scares me, but we squeaked it out this week against Andy. True. But I will say that I think they'll take it more seriously given it was two concussions in the span of like five days, which is like when when you're talking about concussions is like significant. I don't I'm not a doctor. I don't know the how it exactly is, but it's significantly worse when it's uh, in a short period of time from each other. So he might be out two months even. Yeah, uh, that would be – well, at least Teddy's his viable option. They should be able to still win some yeah. games with him out there. Quality hey, guy, guys. Eh, Teddy right. Sewerwater looked pretty – when Tua went out for that series or two, two weeks ago, or on Sunday when he got hurt before, before Thursday's game, Teddy looked pretty brutal. For the one series he came in, but know. he has he has Tyreek and Waddle at least. Like he has guys that if he can get them the ball out in space, let them do something with it. Like he, yeah, there's worse situations to be in. Is what I'm saying. I think McDaniel get creative like he has with Waddle and Hill and Bridgewater can deliver an accurate ball and short passes at least. Max, jump into the next game: Seahawks Lions. Wow, I anticipated a high scoring affair given the terrible defenses here but 48 to 45 i did not anticipate it being this high scoring just some numbers out here for you penny went 17 carries for 151 yards two tutties gino had 320 yards and two tutties metcalf had seven catches 149 yards so great performances all around by those guys and goff had almost 400 yards he had 378 yards four touchdowns he did throw one pick williams had 108 yards two tutties and Hawkinson just exploded 179 yards and two touches. This was just a straight offensive slugfest. It was uh, pretty fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. Interesting note, Jared Goff currently sits third in total passing yards in the NFL. And he is tied for first in passing touchdowns with Lamar and Mahomes. He actually has one more touchdown than Josh Allen. So Jared Goff, for being, what, one and three now? there He's been uh, killing it, actually. Never been Goff's fault in any situation he's been in. Really? You don't think so? No. 
He's always been just as good as Stafford. He's always been just as good as Stafford. Just as good as Stafford? I'd say. Come on, Landy. You have to throw away his stats from his first year at Detroit. Come on. First two. Landy. Do you actually think that? Or are you just yeah, trolling? He, he carried the Rams. No, he brought the Rams far enough. First couple, his other True. two years. And, I don't know. I think it just I test, though? I test. Come on. Um, Stafford can make more of the throws than Goff. Maybe. Maybe. All right. I like it. We Stafford got some Jared Goff fanship on the show. We, we always yeah. Stafford it. won a Super Bowl, Landy. Come on. Yeah. I mean, so has <laughs> Joe Flacco. So has uh, Nick Foles. Trent Dilfer. Nick yeah. Foles, huh, Spinny? Nah. <laughs> no Tom Brady hate on the show yet. I will admit, though, Dan Campbell got to give a lot of credit to that man. We, I said this last week as well, but this man everyone kind of thought was a buffoon, and he's like put together an offense that looks absolutely electric. So except he is a total buffoon. Except he is a total buffoon because he throws all of their games. I was at the Viking. I was at the Vikings Lions game week three. And explain. He was like four for six on fourth downs and then he decides when he's up by a score in his in his own half of the field or in the other half of the field, he goes, Oh, let's kick a forty yard field goal with a guy who 46-yard field goal with a guy who is like 30% from beyond 40 yards in his career and gives us the ball. Doesn't go for on fourth down against a weak Vikings defense. And numerous yeah. other things happened last year, you know. He's crying after all the games, blaming it on himself. Doesn't learn from it. The guys seem to want to play for him, though. Yeah. For how long, though? It's just like two years running now, but same, same shit, different day. True. True, true, true. All right. Anything else on this game? Uh, Gino, no, that Gino. was – I was I just shocked. Say, yeah, you yeah go. go ahead go with Gino. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Gino Smith, he got sent to die like any good skilled position player when you get drafted by the Jets. Yeah, he's old. He got drafted in 2013, but, I mean, he got drafted by the Jets. He's not a bad player. He's playing better than Russ. Obviously, he, he is playing better than Russ. More touchdowns, more yards, better completion percentage yeah. than Russ. He's moving. He looks really comfortable. He's moving around. He's not really known for running, but last yeah, last game he had like seven rushes for fifty yards and a touchdown. I think he ran for. I don't know. He just looked really. He has a lot of targets. Is the, obviously, is the storyline by the end of the season going to be Pete, how much Russell Wilson held Pete, held Pete Carroll back, and not how much Pete Carroll held, held Russell Wilson back? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Interesting. I mean, Pete Carroll. Like, a little bit on that one. Pete yeah, I'm going, I'm going too hard after four weeks. Plus, <laughs> Pete Carroll. I don't know. Russ is a Super Bowl four. champion. Let's let's not act like Russ didn't do his thing. When the Legion of Boom is a Super Bowl champion. You're right. Sure, Russ. Russ is being outperformed by Geno this year, but you can't say anything about Russ's production when he played with Seattle. The dude was a True. monster. Come on now. True. True. But yeah, no, I agree. You're the, you're I like the Russ point. hater. You're the Russ hater on the show. I'm not the Russ hater. I'm the one who actually drafted him in fantasy. What are you talking about? I'm not the Russ hater. Just blame Nathaniel Hackett. He stinks. He yeah, stink. I will. I will blame Nathaniel Hackett. That is Although, all. Although props to him. Props to Denver. They hired like a clock management guy, and they looked way better last week. Made a bunch of like actually above 
of like playing chess when others are playing checkers clock management things at the end of the game so even though they lost clock like that. so you mean like he this dude is was hired strictly just like keep his eyes glued on the clock essentially what that and about? like like situations at the end of the game so, you know? yeah, clock, situational. Clock situations at the end yeah yeah Real football guys don't need that got a football <laughs> guy all right jump into the next game titans colts Titans won this one 24 to 17. I anticipated a, a lower scoring game. It usually is for divisional matchups, especially at these two offenses that have not looked good thus far. Henry won the battle, though, being of Henry versus Taylor. He had 114 yards and a touchdown. Taylor only had 20 carries for 42 yards. I mean, the main storyline for me coming out of this game is what the hell is wrong with the Colts offense? I feel like that's the main storyline here. They have been looking terrible all season. Matt Ryan did not anticipate him playing this poorly. I mean, he had a he had a pretty good game this past week. I guess he had over 300 yards. But the offense is not moving like I thought it would through four weeks. Matt Ryan's looking like Sam Bradford right now, putting up 300-yard stat games and looking like he's not horrible, but every pass is a three-yard dinky mcdunkerson that he gets lucky on and then they never actually do anything in the points category now this last game he did better he almost averaged 10 yards per throw so that was a little different but i've just been i thought matt ryan had a little bit left in the tank and they were going to get something out of him but the receivers have had no production so it's it's hard as an older quarterback when your receivers aren't getting that separation you need I agree. And Jonathan Taylor hurt now too, and not looking good. Yeah, yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's a, he's already ruled out. What did he hurt? It's his. Uh, I should know. I have him on my dynasty game, but ankle could be wrong. I was gonna say ankle as well, but this hundred percent. This team is down in the dumps, though. I'm not wrong about saying that. If he is like out for multiple weeks here, right? Like they are looking rough. Yeah. I don't know if they. I don't know if they can win without Jonathan Taylor playing. I really don't. I'm a big I'm a big Heinz guy, but he definitely can't carry. Oh no, yeah, Heinz is Heinz is okay, but like the fact that now the defense is going to be more focused on Matt Ryan, like instead of stacking the box and trying to stop Jonathan Taylor, like that's. I mean, we've already seen how bad Matt Ryan was with Jonathan Taylor facing all these stacked boxes. So, I'm I'm a little scared about the Colts going forward here if if Taylor is unable to stay healthy. Moving on to the next game, we got Eagles 29 to 21 over the Jags. I was shocked from this game that the Jags only lost by eight with five turnovers from Trevor Lawrence, an interception, and four fumbles. Four freaking fumbles. <laughs> the, Jags, the Jags were up 14 nothing to start this game, and then they just couldn't get out of their own way. Six turnovers? Did they don't have a how to handle the football in the rain guy in Jacksonville or what? It's funny, it's Florida, it's gonna rain. You're going to have to figure it out. Trevor Lawrence couldn't freaking grip the ball to save his life. It was <laughs> embarrassing. It was like these guys could actually beat the Eagles, who a lot of people think is one of the best teams in the league, and you are losing because you can't grip the damn football? Like, What are we doing here? That was my biggest yeah. takeaway from that game. Yeah, I mean, you can he can kind of blame the water, I guess, but he's like, he was looking like Kirk Cousins there for some throwbacks of some bad memories of Kirk Cousins in the pocket. <laughs> But, I mean, it was nice to see the Eagles play, uh, come down to earth a little bit and play, you know, a little worse and not godly. The I mean, one I'm guy sure. that 
I'm not. One a guy who didn't come down to earth is Miles Sanders, though. Yeah. This man funny. is continuing to eat 27 carries, 134 yards, and two touchdowns this week. I, I honestly didn't see this coming. <laughs> I mean, this Why man was everyone hating on him in fantasy coming into this year? Because he didn't score a Middleton. He scored zero touchdowns last year in the entire season. Zero. Yeah. Not even receiving touchdowns. Sanders yeah, is the king. Sanders is the king of like get sixty yards on a drive and then they'll give it to somebody else. Like Kenneth like, Gainwell. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what yeah. are we doing? No, that was the issue last year. Was I mean, Hertz had ten rushing touchdowns. So, True. like yeah. Spinney said, they it'd be Miles Sanders show, and then all of a sudden in the red zone, it's Jalen Hurts just running in from a yard away. Sick. Yeah, but uh, who's going to take down the Eagles? I think this is uh, each week we're seeing a team that's looking more and more towards being the favorite in the NFC, honestly. Four and all. Cards could, cards could do it this week. I think Arizona. so, too. It's in it's in Arizona, right? Yeah, That's true. Mm-hmm. It is in Arizona. Yeah, we're actually – we'll talk a little bit more about that one later on in the show. But moving on to the last game we're going to talk about from week four, and that's obviously just our Vikings – we, we pulled away with it. 28-25 was not pretty against the Saints in London, your classic 8.30 a.m. game. <sighs> Took a double doink, missed field goal at the buzzer for us to for us to win this game. <laughs> no Jameis Winston, no Alvin Kamara, no Mike Thomas. And and then boys, uh, Mark Ingram and Andy Dalton were able to keep this close. Uh, the old I, red rifle, baby. This This just screamed trap game to me. When all those three were out, I was like, they're still going to be able to keep this close because, one, it's the Vikings versus Saints, always close games when we play. And, two, Andy Dalton is serviceable. I mean, he yeah. – that's not – I mean, that's a pretty good backup. He started like, NFL wow. games before. Yeah. He's, just a, he's just a ginger Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. There's so many Kirk Cousins in the leagues. It's kind of funny, honestly. Kirk Basically, is like everyone. the best of the Kirk Cousins, though, I will admit. Oh, he is. Yeah, absolutely. What are your guys' thoughts though on our on our Vikings here after week four? I'll go first here. <laughs> Honestly, they're people should be more optimistic than pissed off. Really? We're three and one. Yeah. We're three and one. If you think about it, we're three and one right now. That just means we pretty much have to play five hundred football to make the playoffs, if you think about it. Do I think we're contenders? No. Are we gonna make the playoffs? Yes. We're gonna lose the first round, you know, but I don't know. I just think we should be optimistic because it's still a new offense. We're fourth in the league in drops. We're two of 15 on contested catches. Two of 15? Yes, on contested catches this year. Have you noticed like when Irv Smith catches the ball and they show a replay or tries to catch a ball? He like tries to catch it in his chest and he doesn't go out and get it ever. And then you got JJ just like kind of laying out or like falling backwards and most of the time, I don't know. And that's what JJ did in the end zone on that one play that Kirk kind of underthrew him a little bit. He tried to do the back and catch it with and his he, chest, and it's like, and he should have went like this instead of like doing this weird thing. That was yeah. a YouTube exclusive when I say this and this and this, but to put in yeah. to put the two and fifteen contested catches into perspective. In two thousand seventeen, um, Stefan Diggs contested catch rate was sixty four percent. And I'm, I'm I mean I'm not I'm not lying here. Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen got Case Keenan paid and more contracts by how they caught the ball and how they attacked the ball. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I agree with that statement as well. 
Well, boys, I think that that might be it. Unless you guys have any closing comments about week four, that might be it for our recap. And which means it's now time for me to win a trivia. Mm. Now I know I'm going to win because Bus, Bus got cocky, and that means for sure Dobbs for spinning. I've been cocky these last couple weeks, though, and I'm still getting it done. That's all I got to say. Uh, as I you can roll. see, our new trivia cover, I actually updated it to include its own guest standings just because it's obviously Ooh. unfair. It's obviously unfair for Spinny and I to just take up one and two on the on the boards when we play every freaking episode, obviously. So True. we have we have Forbes and uh, Mike Brown as expected one and two for our guests. Uh, Landy, let's see if you can uh, start, off, start off hot and, and be our third guest to ever get a win. I doubt it because I'm feeling confident today. Just no soccer well, questions, well, please. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking <laughs> Spinny out here throwing soccer questions as a medium. And then Spinny's questions question have been ridiculous Spinny. lately. Ridiculous? Get out of yes. here. What, tell, you should rewind and tell me your three questions from last week because they were so t- – like, easy question was hard. It was most tackles in the NFL. Like who randomly will just yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. And then you guessed – you had a soccer question and then you had – I don't even remember. Your hard question was ridiculous as well. <laughs> Just upset with you. All right. All right. Um, I'll, I'll ask first. Let... Yeah, go ahead. All right. Bonus point. We got bonus points all over today for me. The first, the second, Lamar Jackson was the second unanimous MVP when he won in 2019. Who was the first ever unanimous MVP? And a bonus point if you can give me the year. I kind of want to hint if this is like 25 years ago or if it's more within like the it is life in our lifetime. And it's an easy question, which means it should be someone pretty obvious. Do I get to go? Do I guess first? I don't know. Snake trap if you have a guess, you can go ahead and start. I, I pretty much have my guess locked up. Just trying to think of the year. I don't know. Are you ready, Landy? Yeah. All right, go for it. I'm gonna go Tom Brady. Year and and year. Two thousand and seven. I'm going. I'm going Pat Mahomes, 2017. I don't know if that's the year you want. It is Tom Brady. It was Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady, but the year is 2010. 2010. So one point for the Lanster. The Lanster. All right. I will ask my easy question next. Who leads, as it stands today, who leads the NFL in completion percentage? Easy question, huh? I gotta think for like fifteen seconds. Yeah, I need completion percentage. All right, I have my guess. I, mean, I was trying to think of any some major checkdown dudes, but I'm just gonna go on a whim with someone else. I'm gonna go with a guy that boss told me his completion percentage in the last five days, so that's why I'm gonna guess it. I'm gonna go Geno Smith. 
I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes just because I can't get out of my head of him just like flicking the ball in the end zone to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That was, that was making a, stupid passes. That was a crazy play. Uh, it is Geno Smith. That's why I put this as an easy question. 77.3% completion percentage so far this season. Leads the NFL. West Virginia legend. Yes, sir. All right, Landy, what's your easy question? Oh, what is my easy question? You guys aren't even that easy, so I shouldn't even feel bad. Okay, here we go. Can you guys name, since 2019, how who produced the most game-winning drives since 2019? And I'll give you, a, you and I'll tell you who number one is. This is, we have to guess number two. Do you have to? Can you guess two, three, four? Doesn't two, have to be in order. Three, yeah. Two, three, four. After Kirk four. Cousins, who's had the most? I have to give you three guesses on an easy drive. question. Three guesses for one point. Yeah. Jeez. And I have to get all three correct. Uh, no. Whoever gets the most correct. How do you two? Oh, a point. oh I like okay. that. I like right. that. Who'd you since say was 20, number one again? Sorry. Since 2019, Kirk Cousins has the most game-winning drives as a quarterback. I wish that was a question because I knew it was Kirk. So who's two, three, and four? Okay. I have two, three, four, five, six listed. I know it's so two let's just, three answers. Let's just let's just round out top five. We only we don't got to go to six. Okay. Two, three, four. Five. It's 2019. 2019. It's only years. I gotta write these down as I think. Should we write them down and show them? Uh, did I say that Kirk Cousins has 21? Uh, that, that Kirk Cousins has 21. 21 okay. at least the league or the, since 2019. Hmm, I need one more guess. They're obviously all pretty good quarterbacks. All right, all right. I I have four guesses. Okay. So do I. Name them, Spinny. I wrote too small. I'd... Brady, you said Brady, Mahomes, Stafford, and Lamar. Lamar. Some Brady Mahomes, from, Stafford, Lamar. Some repeats from me. My four guesses were were Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Stafford. Okay, Stafford is definitely not on that list. Wow. Brady Mahomes. That was yep. my chance. I'll Bra read off my. I'll read them off to you right now. Since 2019, Kirk Cousins has the most game-winning drives. After that, it is Tom Brady at number two. Number three is Herbert. Ooh, number four is And number five is Joe Burrow. Who's six? six? Lamar is six. Let's go. That's me then, right? That's got to be me then, I think. Because otherwise, we just both had yeah. Brady and Mahomes. So I feel like. You, you, I'll, I'll give it to you. I said, I said six when I first started talking. Is that fair, Bus? I think it is. <sighs> Whatever, dude. 
ah, he's going to act like it was a cheat, but that would have been the tiebreaker. It's a little cheap that I don't even have an opportunity to score an easy point. That's kind of rad. I got one question wrong, so now I just automatically can't even score a point this round. That's you had a 50-50 chance of scoring an easy question point. 50-50 chance. That's rat. That's all I got to say. Spending on to the medium round. Medium round. Okay. Who – another, another – uh, a one and one question here. Only team to ever make four first round picks in the same draft. For one, second point is what year? That's what I'm talking about. Spinning's questions are the dumbest things I've ever heard of in my life. A medium this... question where we have to get two things right just to get the full points. Okay, which one do you want? Year or team then? How am I supposed to just randomly know which team had. F- out of 32 teams, which one I'm going to pick? You're giving me a 1 in 32 chance. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm just thinking of NBA right now. and just like okay, It's a medium, a it's a medium for a reason and not a hard. And it was in our lifetime. I'm going to go with an NFC North team. Medium, not a hard in our lifetime. AKA one of the worst teams in our lifetime. I, I, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions, 2016, 17. Us? The Jets in, I don't know, 2018. Somebody got it right. The answer is the Jets. Bus with one point for the Jets, and it was in 2000. Yeah, so nice. When I'm three years old, I'm supposed to remember that. In your lifetime, baby. That's all I said. Yeah, so it's I'm great. only getting one. I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself two points. That's BS that no, I get two not. things right. That is total BS that I had to get two things right on that hard of a question. Are any of the four for picks relevant? Or any of the picks relevant that they took in the first round of 20, year 2000? Ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. What I should have three points right now, and I just got screwed over. This is yeah, crazy. Right. You should it's not bad. have three points. Why should you have there, three points? There shouldn't be an easy question that only one person is allowed to score on. That's not a thing. Two, that question was ridiculously hard for a hard question, and then you split it up. You had to get two things right to be able to get two points. But I let so I you have three get, points. I but I have let three you. Points. You didn't even get the question one. right. So you shouldn't have one point for the easy question because you didn't get the no, question right. The, the no, question you shouldn't. Should you which, didn't get the question right. The question should be which team had four picks one round, and I got that right, the New York Jets. No, the easy question. Landy's easy question. You did not get the question right. Yeah, I did. I had the same amount you had in the top five. I had two out of five. Right, yeah, right, and the tiebreaker right, was the six, which is what oh, I had. Tiebreaker to six. Yeah, tiebreaker six. Sick. Sick. BS. Uh John Abraham. Just knowing I'm boycotting this so trivia. There, there is no winner for this trivia. I boycott it. This is this is a boycotted trivia, by the way. There's no winner for this. We're skipping mini for the winning today. No, we're now. not. Yes, we are. That is cap. You're not the shows are. We are. Right. I am the shows are. I'm definitely am. No, you're not. Well, I'm gonna switch up my QB, my next one now, just to make Spinny mad. Just since he's a rat, lowest QB rate in the NFL. You have to give me the number and the person. So yeah, that sucks for you, huh? Classic bus. 
See, but I gave you one point for each, not you have to get both right. to get the question right. You have to get one point for each. The only way you can get full credit is if you somehow throw out the exact QB rate plus this name of the person. I'm going to go well, with QB rate. QB rate, not QBR, so, QB rate. For quarterback rating. If you could tell me what the difference is between those two, I have no freaking idea. QBR or QBR is a scale from 0 to 100. And, and rate goes to 158. Okay. And QBR factors in other more analytical stuff, whereas uh, quarterback rating is mostly just like your classic passing uh, stats. So we're doing the rating to zero to one hundred. I'm just kidding. You don't have to actually give me the rating. That would be ridiculously hard to get the exact rating. Give me the All name right. of the person who has the lowest QB rating in the NFL. I got mine. As of right you got now. yours. I got mine already. Like they were a starter this year. It's like a, started the year yeah, as a it's starter. Not, it's four four games starter, not a someone that just randomly came in. Started. They've started four games. Of actual mm-hmm. legit NFL starter. Yes. I didn't count they, any of anybody else. But you said they started four games this year. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. They're an NFL starter. They played the majority of the games. You don't need any more hints. It's the lowest QB rating in the NFL. It's not that hard of a question. Trey Lance, final answer. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Davis Mills. Justin Fields, 58.7. Oh, obviously. Has Jesus the lowest QB rate. Yeah, I feel like that was a pretty obvious question. He's been Well, see, that's why you said – when you said played all four games, I was like, oh, then it would be Fields. But then you were like, I don't know. So I was like, must be Lance. It was someone with, an, with an enough pass attempts. I'm pretty sure he Lance barely has enough pass attempts. You might be wrong here. I, I might have be – you might be wrong about your trivia. I'm not wrong, Spitty. <laughs> I don't know. Trey Lance played one game. Should I fact check you? Yeah, that was a bad guess, Spitty. What are you me. talking about? Trey Lance played one game. Oh, my gosh. He didn't play a full second game, Spinny. That's not like – oh, so if you look up passing We're leaders, he might – right All right, I'll p- fact check myself just since you're literally being a straight rat this episode. Yeah, I am. QB rate. All right. We'll just say I was ha. totally wrong. The lowest ha. QB rate in the NFL oh. Is, oh. is Devontae Adams. Sorry. Oh, whoa. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's a crazy thing right there. That's huh. not right. I'm literally on the NFL website. QB rate. You're not right. I'm saying. ESPN, right here, ladies and gentlemen, on YouTube. NFL, NFL.com. All right. NFL.com. Randy, medium question. This has been a fiery trivia. I like it. All right. Because you're, yeah, you're a rat. <laughs> Says King Randy. You're Rat. Himself. My medium question today is, how many points have the Vikings scored in the during the third quarter this year through four weeks? How many points in the fourth, third quarter? Have the Vikings scored combined? Get off your phones, rat. I'm going to say twenty-eight. Study rat, get off your phone and stop looking up the answer. 
<laughs> I'm not a cheater. Um, third quarter points. We have, we have thirteen. It's got to be ridiculously low. I feel you like you're both wrong. The Vikings have scored a total of six points during the third quarter. Yeah, I was gonna say it had to be ridiculously low for you to ask the question. I almost threw out zero as my guess, but I knew that couldn't be right. All right, so we're at the hard question. We've we're through the mediums. What's the score is looking like? Buck? It is Spinny two, me and Landy one. Sick. <laughs> All right. Well, my hard question has four possible points, so hopefully we'll we'll get it here. Interesting. Uh, who is the only player in NFL history with two safeties in one game? Bonus point if you can give me the team. And also second bonus point, we're going to go five points because why not? Bust is complaining, so we'll give him some guesses. Bon- another bonus on if you can give me the year. So the guess itself is three points, one for the team, one for the year. So you're saying a defensive player caused the safety? Yes. Not Dan or Zlowski standing stepping out of No. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question. <laughs> I, don't, I have no no idea. Uh... Mm. In our lifetime? No. Jesus. It, his last name is an appliance. An appliance? Oh man. Hmm. That that honestly even confused me more. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm I literally like... have no idea. Well, you got a team in your guess for one bonus point each. Let's go, um, Oh my God! Let's go Steelers. Nineteen Steelers in nineteen eighty-seven. There's a man named <laughs> man named Jerry Refrigerator. <laughs> I don't know. Randy. I was actually going to I was going to say Steelers too, but I'm going to go with like someone on the Bears in nineteen sixty-three. Oh, Bears! I feel like that's a good guess. Bears, nineteen sixty-three. Can't can't believe I can't think of uh... Kenneth Kenmore. <laughs> that's good. Uh, the man's name is Fred Dreyer, and oh. it was for the L.A. Rams in nineteen seventy-three. Two safeties in one game. Hmm. Fred Dreyer. I was thinking like brand names of appliances, not like actually like a microwave or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, no, no way. Someone's name is like microwave or to- toaster. <laughs> That's all is a I was Coaster and appliance bus? A coaster is an appliance, huh? It's a toaster. Toaster. Oh, toaster? toaster. Oh, oh, Alice for speed. No, I'm just an ass. No, I'm just an ass. <laughs> all right, my hard question. Actually attainable, unlike Spinney's questions. Hardest yard or hardest highest yards per attempt in the NFL right now. 
for QBs. Yards for attempt. That's a tough one. So I feel like it's a hard question, so it's going to be random as heck. Smack her cousin. Or is it? That'd be too easy, though, right? I'm going to go with uh, I got my. I'll throw out a bonus point, too, since we haven't been scoring much in this trivia battle. If you can give me the the number. How many yards for attempt? On average, yeah, like his average. Let's go, Jared Goff. Um, ten point five. I was gonna say Joe Burrow, eleven point one. You guys are both a little high on your um, on your numbers. It's actually only nine point two, and it is a man who. You would think would be dumping it off a lot more, but apparently he's throwing almost 10 yards per attempt, and that is Jalen Hurts. He's not mm. throwing yards per attempt right now. That was a good one. Yeah, I was I was shocked when I saw that. All right, Landy, finish this off. Your hard me question. And, me and Buss I can have a comp- competition for the win. All right. So. I don't know if you guys saw, but the Arizona Cardinals waived Andy Isabella on Monday. And he cleared waivers today. Have you guys heard you're of Andy ask, Isabella? Yep. You're going to ask us what college you went to? No. Oh. Did you go to USC or something? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know either. <laughs> you, two, this is, you can get three points here. Yep, it's a hard question. He was drafted in the second round. Do you know what year he was drafted? And do you know who two wide receivers who are pretty prominent today who were drafted two and four picks after him in round two? So round one point three. It's, not, it's two points for the two people. One. What? What? Okay. Let's. Who are the next two wide receivers drafted after Andy Isabella? And in what round, year? And what year? In round two of 2019. Oh, you said the year. Well, it's got to be yeah. three points. So why did you say that? I was going to get the year right. I actually knew it was twenty nineteen. Nope. Two points. It's a hard question. It has to be three points. That's the rules of okay. the game. You had so... both get one point. Rat. Twenty nineteen. Okay, no twenty nineteen receivers second round. Um. Pretty prominent ones, he said. I think I got my two guesses. This would be their third year. Oh, man, I'm I'm drawing blanks. I have one guess. Second guess would be maybe... All right, I got two guesses. These guys might be too old for 2019. Who? Me? Oh. Um, My guesses are Gabe Davis and Amon Ross St. Brown. I I had Amon Ross St. Brown as well. And then Debo? Debo's got to be old. No, um, St. Brown was definitely drafted in like the fifth round, I'm pretty sure. 
Mm. Yeah, I had no idea about Ty Brown. I just was thinking of receivers that were young. um, Gabe Davis? Are you going to be surprised? No, Gabe Davis is not one either. So none of us, we we both got it wrong, is what you're saying? Yep, both got it wrong. What is it? DK Metcalf got drafted two picks after. Oh, DK. I thought DK won in the first round. He was one of my guys. DK was the second round pick. I remember two picks that. At, two picks after that was Deontay Johnson. Mm. Wow, that was that was a choke by the Cardinals. Wow, yeah. DK, DK, and if, Deontay. Think if Kyler had one of those two right now, that'd be pretty. Yeah. Cool. Well, plus Hopkins, plus Hollywood Brown. They wouldn't probably have Hollywood Brown, but you they probably wouldn't have done that. Hot, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that that means Spinny's the winner with a measly two to one to one victory. We sucked. Damn. A lot of a lot of incorrect guesses by us today, boys. And yeah, I guess maybe we have I'll have to make my questions champ. easier. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a rat. Yeah, just throwing out the hardest questions known to man. Sorry. I thought I don't know. I thought you guys had more trivia knowledge. It's my bad. It's my mistake. Sorry, I didn't and know for... Fred Dreyer. <laughs> yeah. That's some rat stuff. Come on, for that's the hard question. The hard question is supposed to be rat stuff. Come on. That's all the hard question is, but all right, for, good battle though, boys. We uh, we'll transition now to our NFL preview. We oh, might as well I start with the Vikings. I don't get my mini for the win. No, I told season. you, no mini for the winning. I boycotted. Why? <laughs> Why? Okay, so now <laughs> I can just remove them. It's awesome, but uh. Honestly, I really didn't even want my mini for the winning. I didn't have anything to talk about. I just wanted to uh, little bro bust. So that is my uh, mini for the winning is just little bro and bust. And uh, welcome back. No. <laughs> I will put myself back on the stream. You don't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I want to be over here. All so right. We, move on. <laughs> we will move on to the Vikings Bears now. Three and one. We are Bears are two and two somehow. Honestly, I have no idea how they won two games. Probably got lucky that it was a freaking monsoon in that 49ers game. Because Justin Fields was a winner, baby. Oh my God. Stop it. <laughs> I in my eyes, though, guys, this I might be taking this a little far, but this in my eyes is a must win for the Vikings. We need to be four and one heading into this Dolphins game. We cannot afford to be three and two because we can easily lose to the Dolphins in Miami. And I am not trying to be three and three heading into our bye week. I want to be sitting at five and one or four and two. So in my eyes, especially against a division opponent that is way worse than you on paper, this is a must win for the Vikings. We got it. We got to get the job done. Knock on wood, but we do always play the Bears well at home. I will say that we suck against them at Soldier Field and always almost lose. But the home game against the Bears consistently recently has been a, a dub for us. So I'm a little confident in that. And uh, I think with the bad Bears offensive line, we might actually be able to get some pressure and not look like a bunch of fourth graders like our D-line did last week. Yeah, I'm actually not worried for once or not nervous because, I mean, it helps that it's at U.S. Bank for sure. All the wood is being knocked on right now, by the way, artists and artists. All the wood. Being Fourth grade on. defensive line. You heard it from Spinny. That was an we, exaggeration. Come on. These guys could no, eat for you're, breakfast. 
you're right though. Like Z and Hunter, like these guys need to step up. They're not playing as well as I want them to. And against Fields and a team that's so run heavy, you know you can stack the box and and put pressure on Fields all game. So they need to step up this game and show show us what we thought they would be coming into the season. I agree in that point. Uh, do you guys have any other thoughts about this game and uh, and our Vikings? I mean, you can't really knock Cedarius Smith. He's, he leads our team in like pressures or seven sacks or whatever. I know, but you can, I, you can I, say it. you can say that about his counterpart on the other end. But I mean, is, is it on? Is it on? Think, is it on? I still think Z is on. Sure, he leads our team, but I don't think it takes much to lead our team in QB pressures when we've looked terrible. Like he, I expected more from Z than thus far as well. I think his numbers should be better than they are. Do you think do you think Donatello is to blame for Daniel Hunter right now, or is it the four? Is it the four? Is it the three four that's blaming, or is it just him? Like, yeah, him? it is a new system. I mean, we've obviously been four three for, I mean, our entire lifetime, right? Have we ever even ran anything other than four three? I'm trying think to think. So. I really not, don't think not, so. Not that I can think of. So these guys, it is a new system to learn. So maybe. Maybe they need a little more time. I, I completely get that. But still, they're too talented not to be performing better. Than but to answer your question, Landy, overall, I'm, I'm not impressed with Donatelle at all, though. I oh, hate yeah. the no I adjustment. I hate the not playing to the team that you're playing. Drives me nuts. I have a little quick stat, though, about uh, the Vikings here. Uh, we have 37 red zone plays through four weeks. You know how many touches Dalvin Cook has in the red zone? Five. Two. Five. Five. Yeah. And we have nine plays from inside the five yard line. Do you know how many times Delvin Cook has touched the ball? One. 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 Yeah, that's not good. No. no. Give him the ball. I don't know what I don't know why he just doesn't have the ball anymore. Is are we pulling a Miles Sanders here where we just let Dalvin take care of everything up until the red zone? I don't know. Well, we haven't been effective in the red zone. So no, it's like, true. especially true. given that it's like, give Delvin the ball. Like, what are we doing? Like if we were effective, it'd be one thing and I, it's fine, but. Yeah. Facts. Uh, moving on to our next game here. Vikes, that game was at noon, by the way, we're moving on to another noon game. Steelers play at the bills. One of three Steelers versus three and one main storyline, obviously coming in to this game is that Kenny Pickett is now the starting QB. We saw the QB switch at halftime last week. And they didn't take them long to announce that. They announced that, what, I think Monday morning even right away. They were like, yeah, Kenny Pickett will be our guy going forward. That's obviously the right move. I mean, Trubisky towards the bottom in QB, basically every QB stat so far. And, I mean, you got a rebuilding team in my eyes. Uh, You might as well just let your rookie quarterback go play, right? Well, and here's the thing is that that the reason I brought this game up was to see – to see if the Steelers are anything real and to see if Buffalo was more what they were the first three weeks or more what they were last week. I want to see if the Buffalo offense is, is as effective as it was. And I think against a decent Steelers D that, that could be a, a question. And I also want to see if um, Pickett is able to make some big plays. He, he had some cool big plays to pick in. So he looked bad overall, but he definitely made more plays than Trubisky. So it's a 14 point spread in Buffalo's favor. It is in Buffalo, but I think, I think the Steelers could make this a close game. 
I think the Steelers could make this a close game if Kenny Pickett is is anything of what we think he could be. And Buffalo is banged up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Micah Hyde out for a while. Poyer might not play this Sunday, and White is still out. So their whole secondary is really rough. Stanley, going back on your point you made, though, you could even say just the first two weeks compared to the last two weeks of yeah, the Bills. Because even right. the Dolphins game, they could not get the ball into the end zone. They would drive it all the way down there and just could not figure it out in the red zone. So, yeah, that's interesting note. And we'll see, I guess, which Bills offense shows up. I, I feel like they should be able to eat without TJ Wan out there. That's obviously a huge loss for them. And the 14 point spread just is giving it to the Steelers. So, Chandler, it have to be a close ass yeah. game. This, that, that's, that's true. That's one that I that I tease tease and try to get extra points for the Steelers. Sometimes you can tease plus ten if you combine like three games, get plus ten and get decent odds on it. If you could get the Steelers at that plus twenty four number on a little small parlay, it could be could be a good betting betting window to look at this weekend. Agree there. Moving on to another noon game: Seahawks two and two at visit the Saints one and three. Are we going to see any of those Saints guys back this week? What are your guys' thoughts on the Saints? I feel like I didn't anticipate them being the playoff team, but I, I did have them winning, I think, nine games. And they've definitely not looked good so far through four weeks. I think it's a lot of injuries, concerns that will be the big right. challenge game. Kamara said today that he plans on playing. So if Kamara plays, um, that could be a, a whole game changer. Um but Winston and Thomas also did not practice today on, on Wednesday. So so that's not a good sign either for them. I think if Kamara gets back, you could have a, an option. But Seattle's look good. Their defenses look good. Their running games look good. I think this might be a, a 13-7, to 7, a 13-10 type of, type of situation. Yeah, Seattle also went from playing the worst-ranked rush D to the number one rush D uh, this year this week so i don't know if rashad's gonna penny's gonna carry for 140 yards but, but yeah yeah i don't know I'd, saints are I'd, saints are five point favorite at home which i think is hard to believe with how the seahawks have been playing pretty consistent yeah that defense though that defense is legit though for the saints i'll admit that definitely um i i have to break some news here unrelated to football just because i think it's <laughs> No, Draymond Green fight or what? Draymond Green got in a fight at practice with Jordan Poole today. We are seeing some drama with the reigning champs. Oof, that's not good. It literally said a physical altercation. Uh, they might take disciplinary action against uh, Draymond. But apparently now another report that's came out that said a lot of teammates have said they've noticed um, emotional and behavioral changes with Jordan Poole amid his extension talks. So maybe Poole's a little stressed, you know, things were said that shouldn't have been said and they got in a fight. I just think that was funny that, you know, it's, it's preseason. You just won the NBA title together. <laughs> you guys are already getting in fist fights. Uh, yeah. And, and it, it says that uh, the Shams athletic, athletic post said that, uh, Green and Poole regularly get in verbal arguments behind the scenes, but the belief from Warriors management and leadership was that this incident went too far. 
So apparently that's an ongoing pattern with green and pool. So it's kind of be interesting to, once we get a little more details about exactly what was said here, it's kind of be interesting. I, I mean, it makes sense. Is that, you know, Draymond's yeah. going to let them know. Draymond Green gives me CTE vibes sometimes on the court. CTE <laughs> vibes? Oh, really? no. Some, an, some Antonio, Antonio Brown shit. Oof. No, that's true. It is It is Antonio Brown type stuff sometimes. I, I do wonder about, like, the, the, the Rodman-esque part of uh, Green that comes out sometimes. Oh, that's funny. CTE vibes. Oh, man. That's quite, <laughs> quite a description there. Back into NFL, though. Moving on to CTE our CTE isn't final. a joke, people. No, it's not a joke. But, but it was that, still funny. That was funny. Yes. yes. Final nude game we're going to talk about for this week. Lions at Patriots. Both of these teams, one and three. Uh, Mac Jones still out, right? So are we going to see anyone know? Either of you guys know, update on Brian Hoyer. Are we going to see Bailey Zappi out there again? For the Patriots? Hoyer, I think Hoyer is still very questionable from what I saw. So we really might see rookie Bailey Zappi out there running again. Spinny, I want you to bring this point up to me right now live on the pod that you made yesterday. Is is Mac Jones really just that mid? Like, Because as you said, Bailey was looking just as good as Mac Jones in that half that he played. There was arguments last year and, and, and even more this year that McDaniels last year and then the, the Patricia and, uh, and Judge combo this year have simplified the passing offense so much for the Patriots that anyone could be decently successful in it. And that's kind of been the rumors going around and they're not sure if Mac Jones could be a real game-changing quarterback. And that's again what it looked like. Like I... I almost would have felt better about Mac Jones and the whole situation if Bailey Zappi had came out and looked horrendous. Like that would have almost made me feel better because it's like Mac could actually is actually an upgrade. But we're obviously talking about one game, super short, you know, data points and stuff to go on. But it was just kind of a, a line of thought that I had that maybe Mac Jones is really as mid as a lot of people think he is. That is funny. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. You got to love it, though. Just some guy I've never heard of comes in. I look him up. He went to Western Kentucky University. Western Kentucky. This is awesome. Broke the short little guy out there. Tons of FBS records last year. Yeah, he has the most passing yards in FBS history. And touchdowns. That was a trivia uh, question, by the way. It was. I remember Previous spinny trivia question. I do remember that. Patriots are three-point favorites at home, and I thought that was kind of wild. And the Lions are slinging, just like how I thought the Seahawks shouldn't be five-point dogs against New Orleans. But but did you see that New England is wearing the throwback red jerseys? Are they? They're bringing back the they're bringing back the OG helmets too. They can finally yep. get the new. So I think that moves well. the line. I think that moves the line to Patriots minus fourteen. Yeah, I was gonna say so that so the Patriots are gonna win then if they're wearing those jerseys. And if Zappy's on the field for sure. Yeah, Zappy baby, welcome to Western K. Let's go. I guess my first initial thoughts of this game is that. I thought for sure the Lions would win this game, but the more I think about it, the more they just got torched by Rashad Penny. Damian Harris and Ramondre could easily just torch the Lions in the same fashion, and they could just control the clock the whole time. So and this is going to be an interesting game. Backs in fantasy this week, people. You can actually have some faith with them this week. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I I think just the, the at-home Patriots and the way Belichick 
does an amazing job of, of making lesser quarterbacks look really bad. I think the defense has played well this year, and I think they might uh, bring Jared Goff's four-game stretch back down to earth this game too and, and make it a low-scoring affair. We could see that, definitely. Uh, we forgot to throw out winner predictions. We were going to start doing that for these previews. Ooh. So let's go back and just Vikings-Bears. I'm taking our Vikes. Vikes. You guys got? Vikings. Uh, Steelers 7. at Bills. I'm going Bills. Yeah, Bills. What? Bills 31 yeah. to 20. Did you just say Steelers? Steelers, Steelers 23 oh. 20. Ooh, we got a hot take like here. It. We love it. We love it. Uh, and Seahawks at Saints. I'm taking Ooh, the this Seahawks. One's tough. Seahawks on the road. I'm taking the Saints at home. I love Gino so much. I'm taking Gino. Let's go. I think especially if – I know they didn't practice, but especially if, like, Jameis is able to play, I think they could get it done at home. And then the game we just talked about, the Lions and Patriots, who you guys taking? I Lions. am going – Or Sorry, I'm taking I'm, New England. I'm going Lions 24 to 21. I'm going to go Patriots 17-14. Yeah, it should definitely be a low-scoring game. I agree with that point. All right, moving on to our next game, 3-30 game. Eagles versus Cardinals. This is one that we mentioned earlier. This could be Philly's first loss. They play in Arizona. Arizona is uh, looking better and better each week. What's your Pick it right away. Pick it right away. Yeah. Go. I'm – I'm going Eagles. I think they stand defeated and they win this game, move to five and zero. Andy, Eagles. Cards, cards for me. Cards thirty-one twenty-eight. All right, start it. Since you're the only one, start us off. Why do you think the cards are able to hand them the first off? I think I just think it. It might be uh, we might get our second uh, Kyler Murray goes crazy game of the year, and uh, you know with the Cardinals that. that um, that Kyler can be a game changer no matter what. And, and if he is, if he is on his game, they, they are hard to beat. Uh, he saw, he's seeming like he's having a little more chemistry with Marquise Brown and uh, Zach Ertz, another guy that has, is having a high impact so far and could catch a touchdown or two this week. I think James Connor um, prediction, James Connor gets rolling this week, gets a touchdown and Kyler Murray does some crazy run around fancy stuff. That's going to blow our mind. Like he always does and upset win cards over eeks aj green's back at practice today true aj green back to practice but could could still be limited depending on uh, how the week goes i'm just i'm just not confident enough in the cardinals defense against this this good offense here that's what would come back to bite me here right they've been they've given up 26 points a game so far this year's uh, Eagles, on the other hand, 17.8, so 18 points a game. That's a touchdown spread there. I just think uh, the Eagles will be able to control the ground game and control the clock. And that's, as we've seen so far through four weeks, if the Eagles control the ground game you're, and the clock, you're probably going to lose the game. So yeah, I, I do like your points, though, Spinny. Definitely Kyler could um, throw some magic out there and, and carry them to a win. I don't see why not. He's obviously got the talent. Kyler doing Kyler stuff, baby. Guaranteed right. on his tiny, tiny little back. 
I don't know. It's uh, hey, we're getting close to we're getting close to COD season here, boys. I don't know. Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kyler Murray's as his KD goes up, his passer rating goes. Yeah. It's as like he, a it's like a scale, like <laughs> yep. They're pass rating and uh and KD have a have a as his KD up. goes up. I bet he's not even that good at COD. I bet his KD is only at like 1.2 or something. It's not even that good. It's just average. He would dub you at COD. I know that for a fact. What? Kyler Murray would roast you. Kyler Murray, I know you're not watching, but you should be watching this episode. Add me, bro. Let's play then. I will take you down in any COD game you want. Any of them. I would I would bet you any amount of money that Kyler Murray would have a better KD than you in any match you ever played against them. Yep. Damn. Any amount of money you want. You've never seen me play COD, though. That's you're gonna lose some money, bro. Nope. All right. <laughs> Moving on to our last game we're gonna preview here. And that is the Bengals Ravens, Sunday night football. This is a great division matchup here. Both teams two and two. The funny note is that the Ravens have only trailed for 14 seconds this year. And they That's have lost two games. Crazy. <laughs> like what? What do you think about the Ravens? What do you think about this game, Landy? I've busted your tooth bleeding. I think it is. <laughs> sorry. That's what I was staring at the whole time. Sorry. I don't, you, you got it right now, but I just felt like blood coming out of your mouth. I was like, damn. Yeah, I, 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 I on the low, I on the low texted bus and was like, hey, man, you you got a bloody lip going on. Oh, I, I knew it. That's why I like backed up a little bit. Ravens yeah. Bengals are talking here. Ravens Bengals. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not high on Joseph Burrow, but I think T. You're Higgins. Not? Is, I You're think not. I'm not I, I love T. Higgins though, and I love Jamar Chase, but I don't know. Lamar Jackson is just too much. I think at home, J.K. Dobbins scored a touchdown last week Two. in the red zone. Two. Yeah, he rushed. Yeah, goal. Got a goal line carry. Yep. Looks good. Yeah, I, I think Dobbins will come out this week and. The Ravens' rushing attack, I think, is going to absolutely light up the, the Bengals. So I think this might be another time of possession type game as well. And uh, I just can't pick against the Ravens. Like they look, they've looked too good so far. Um, and this is at at Baltimore, so I'm taking the Ravens at home. So you're taking the Ravens too, Landy. Yes. Screw you guys, Bengals. Bengals are winning this game, hundred percent. Joe Burrow is going to come in, get the job done. Uh, the Ravens' defense has been terrible thus far. They did obviously play better, way better against the Bills, which was a good sign. So it's going to be interesting to see which Ravens' D shows up, the one from the previous weeks or the one from the Bills game. So, I mean, total yards. They've given up 440 yards a game. That's terrible. And I expected a lot more from the Ravens' D. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's mainly the storyline because if the – Defense from the first couple weeks shows up. Joe Burrow is going to have a field day. That's all over, I can say. Over under 48 and a half. That's total. I think that's uh, got a smash over, right? I, I think I'm smashing over on that. That's I am only under just because it's prime time and that's how the games have been going. True. It is a divisional game, which usually is lower scoring. So could be right there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, do you guys have any other thoughts about any of the NFL games upcoming or this game in particular? Otherwise, we will wrap up the episode and get you out of here, Landy. I think we covered some of the games. It was 
fun chatting with you guys and I appreciate being on here. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. It's always good to have have new guests. We love it. Yeah, Ra- Raiders Chiefs is Monday night. That's when we didn't mention that I think could be a very good game. Um, high scoring affair as well. So I think this is a out. Raiders Raiders go home game if they lose for the season. It's just toast. I agree. Well, Landy, we appreciate you coming on. Hopefully, uh, we can get you back on here soon. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Yes, see sir. ya. This is. And there it is. Well, that was it. Episode 31. That was good. And I felt special for y'all. Again, uh, please comment, like, subscribe. Um, check out our videos. Really helps us out and keeps us uh, keeps us motivated and, and, and ready to give you some all some great content when you uh, engage with us. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And uh, thank you. Thank you. And we'll, we'll see you later this week with some college football news. I am going to, before we hop off, I'm going to give you some quick Q&A. Ooh, okay. On the spot. I didn't. We didn't have one this week. Nope. I'm just going to throw some, throw some stuff out here for you, Spinny. Uh, in regards to fantasy football, just looking at the wide receiver rankings here, we're going to do a little, would you rather have this guy or this guy? Fantasy-wise. Let's go. Okay? Similar format to how we did with the Dalvin Cook. I'm going to give you one guy, and you have to say, would you rather have him or all these other options? So, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. He's sitting at WR6 right now. For the rest of the season in fantasy football, would you rather have him or Jalen Waddle? Jalen Waddle. Well, no, I'm going to say hmm, – that's hard. I'm going to say Marquise Brown just because of the WR1 situation and if Tua was healthy I would have said Jalen Waddle but bringing in Teddy questions a little bit more than Tua so I'm going to go with Brown slightly over Waddle on that I uh, agree for the same points and another point would be just the connection we've seen with Kyler and Hollywood they seem to have reconnected like they had it back in college so he loves throwing to, to Hollywood Brown that's for sure all right Hollywood Brown or Devontae Adams, who is currently WR8. Devontae Adams. Like, you you got to take that WR1 right. production. He's shown consistently for the rest of the season. Devontae Adams, for sure. I agree. Maybe the, here's a maybe more fringe guy, A.J. Brown, WR9 right now. I'm still taking A.J. Brown, I think, slightly, because, again, hardcore number one option on the Eagles. And when DeAndre comes back, we'll see kind of the, the share difference you'll get between him and Brown. So I'm just taking – between him and Marquise Brown. So I'm just taking A.J. Brown purely on on that. I agree. And even if you think of the more le- the lesser receivers, I mean, A.J. Green's been hurt. Rondell Moore finally came back last week. So, like, even these lesser guys have been hurt, and now they're going to come back in and could potentially take some targets from uh, Hollywood as well. So I'm taking A.J. in that battle. How about Hollywood or Christian Kirk? Christian Kirk. Really? I have faith. I do. I have, I have faith. faith, too. I, I just didn't expect you to say Kirk, honestly. I, I'm a huge Christian Kirk guy. The volume is there, and it's going to be all season. Agreed. Uh, let's go T. Higgins, then, a guy who's WR2 on his team. That's tough. T. Higgins gets a lot of the red zone stuff, and Burrow loves humming it up deep to him. Ugh. I'm going to go Marquise Brown, 
No, I'm not. I'm going to go T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a better fantasy outlook. I just, the offense, I trust the offense more. T. Higgins currently sitting at WR15. How about, I'll, I'll throw two more guys out here for you, Spinny. Um, let's go with Mike Williams. Mike Williams or Hollywood Brown? Mm, Hollywood Brown. I'm going Hollywood Brown. I think he'll have a higher target share, which means more catches. And our final guy, let's go with Hollywood Brown or Amari Cooper, who is WR24. Quarterback situation. I think for most of the season, we're going to get him with Jacoby and Deshaun will only be back like right about right before playoffs start. And who knows how long it's going to take him to get right. So going quarterback play, picking Marquise. Yeah, Marquise would just be the safer play there. Uh, Mari does have that potential with Watson back. But like you said, with being out of the game for so long, he could come in and definitely struggle and making Cooper not really uh, an elite option like we thought he would be. So, yeah, that is it for episode 31. We appreciate y'all coming on and listening to us. Once again, we really do love it. But, yeah, like Spinny mentioned earlier, go ahead, drop comments, likes, subscribe if you haven't. We uh, really appreciate that, and that actually does truly help us a lot. So we'll see you later this week with the college football. Bye. Bye.